We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. Yo, on God, I wish my father would have told me what married sex is like. <laughs> your, what? That came out wrong. Yeah, I God and your dad. Oh, gosh. All right. I <laughs> I apologize, God. I didn't mean to say that like that. But dead right. ass, I needed somebody to tell me what I was in store for because this shit right here. Well, I mean, me too. I wish somebody told me I'd have to bust it wide open every day. Your mother ain't tell you that? She ain't tell me that. Man, that's messed up. Dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. (laughs) We about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. So I roll over to my wife. She looking good in the bed. She don't got no panties on. I'm like, baby, you sleep? She going, mm. I'm like, yo, yo. That's you sleep? definitely my like, oh God, I know what he about to ask. So I'm so like, like mm mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, you up? She like, I'm, I'm not in the mood, but if you want it, you could take it. And then she roll over on her stomach and poke her butt out. <laughs> Like, yo, this is what we doing now? There's moments like that where I just have to give consent and be like, all right, well, go ahead. Do what you got to do. And it's a lot of times, too, because... I ain't signed up for that, B. I, yo, I ain't signed... That's why I started my voice mad low, because I knew my voice was going to get high. Because I knew I was going to get in my emotions. Uh, but I ain't signed up for that, B. This, that's, that's that thing called married sex. Married sex. How the sex changes a little bit. With marriage. Do you feel like it's changed, babe? Did you really have to ask me that question? Did you not hear my voice go up three octaves? I know. How story time levels have changed, huh? (laughs) From the low to the high. I got him all in his feelings. Married sex. Married sex. I'ma call your big daddy and scream your name. Matter of fact, I can't wait for your candy rain. So what you saying? I get my swerve on, bring it live, make it last forever. Damn, the kitty cat's time. Mm, daddy, slow down your flow. Put it on me like a G, baby, nice and slow. I need a rough neck, nigga, man, dingo in a sec who ain't afraid to pull my hand, spank me from the back. No doubt, I'm the player that you're talking about. Mm, but do you really think that you could work it out? I guarantee you, shorty, it's real. Do the man a steal Doing it and doing it and doing it well Uh, That's my song It is though I love it I gotta learn the words You gotta learn the words of that I I mean you just be messing my songs all the way up I don't ever learn the the words to songs though I just sing the sounds That's awesome (laughs) Don't disrespect the song like that okay I'm not disrespecting the song You could tell I'm fresh too You see them lyrics You're mad fresh I'm so fresh y'all You're mad fresh When singing Doing it and doing it and doing it well That's my song (laughs) 
That's your, right. your bougie ratchetness coming <laughs> that's out. That's my jam. That's your As bougie, I say, Deval hates when I say, that's my ratchet. jam. Yeah, you sound like that's you're 60. That's my jam. That's my jam. I know this word for word. Th- that's my jam. Don't play no little Kim now. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Got it going on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I can't wait till your mother hear this. I can't wait till your Mom mother hear this episode. Mom is not listening to this episode. So, what are we talking about today? Sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Oh, that Let's could have been a karaoke song too. Me, it could have several, been. several, several been songs. Nice. So yeah, married sex. What does it mean in our relationship? I mean, what does it mean in any relationship? It's crazy because when we asked about questions for the podcast, you know, we put the question up on our Instagram stories, mm-hmm. and I would say, well, we got thousands of questions in, but so many of them had to do with sex, marriage, yes. intimacy. How to keep the spark? That seems to be the number one thing. Yeah, I think that because that's probably what men and women—not probably—that's what men and women struggle with. I think a lot. That and finances. Yeah, within uh, relationships. Yes. You know, and yeah, finances. Please, you know, I like to spend. Let's get started. Mm -hmm. Sexual expectations when married. Hmm. (laughs) How do we deal with this? How do we? We don't deal with it. We We don't. Yeah, to be Yo, 100% honest, sex is probably the most debated and discussed and argued about topic within our household, at least. And well, I'm sure a lot of couples feel the same way. So here's my thing, right? Our parents, I, I know for a fact my parents didn't talk to me about sex. Nope. Like, my father's conversation with me with sex was, yo, you know I got condoms in my bottom drawer, right? And I was like, yeah. That's when I how was, old was, how, I was how old in high school. Oh, wow. In high school. So it waited till high school, because I feel like nowadays we're going to have to have that discussion with our sons, like, earlier on. Yeah, thanks, YouTube. Uh, uh, yeah, YouTube, social <laughs> you can media. Google anything and now. And some, some of these raggedy ass kids that be in their class that's talking about stuff way before their time. Yes. Like I yes. low key want to. Why you got to call their kids raggedy? They raggedy. A lot <laughs> Don't of these call kids, kids raggedy. <laughs> some of these kids are raggedy. Okay, makes me want to homeschool. But the funny thing is, is no one ever speaks like they act like sex is taboo in a marriage. Right. You know, like we talk about single sex all the time. We right. talk about open relationships all the time. Yes. But when it comes to marriage, oh. Nobody talk about sex. Right. And for me, I kind of feel like married people are unprepared for when they're married and how to deal with sex issues because no one talks about it. Right. All right? Right. So let's talk about expectations with sex, right? I'm going to be perfectly honest. When you get married as a man, you expect when you first get married to be able to have sex whenever you want to have sex. That's what people think. Like, oh, I'm a man. I got me a woman. I'm, you know, She wants me to be monogamous. I only want to be with her. So when I'm horny, me and my wife have sex. And we also expect that our women are going to want to have sex when we want to have sex as well. That don't happen. Throw that whole shit out the window. Talk about it. Throw Talk the whole shit out the window because that's not how it goes. And I think also too, well, first off, let me just dial back for a second. Sex and the topic of sex in my household did not even happen, really. No? No. It was very awkward. My father never, ever mentioned sex, ever. And I probably felt like, you know, as a girl, my mom... How she did your had mom to, talk to you she about had, sex? She had to Please tell be the, the one to... Please. Anybody who knows my mom, <laughs> a.k.a. Mimi, shout out to you, boo. Love you. However, um, very awkward with anything having to deal with sex. You know, even when it came time for, like, menstruation, she, like, got me a book, and it was, like, a very, like, kind of awkward discussion about, like, though. the book. She yeah, she gave me the book. She was like, you know, i like for you to read, so read this, and let me know if you have any questions. Um, but, yeah, the sex topic was very... Um, kind of glazed over. No, tell them the was story it? about when we were getting married. <laughs> tell them. You're trying to dance around it. Well, first of all, um, my mom knew... 
prior to us getting married that Deval and I were sexually active. I mean, we were together for like seven, eight years. Did she know that? She did know. She did. And this happened because she and I were on a mother-daughter vacation. And she kind of just flat out asked me in a very awkward way. We were sitting at a bar side by side Mm -hmm. eating. And she was just like, so, you know, are you sexually active? (laughs) <laughs> like first of all, what you at? I was like, you want to know if I'm having sex, mom? I am. Yes, because at that point we were we were talking or in a relationship for like uh-huh. three, four years. Yeah, ma, I was giving it up. Like three, mm-hmm. four years. Come on. So it was very you know awkward, <laughs> and she almost choked on her steak at the time, and and then she said to me um, in a very again awkward way. You know, I was really just hoping to, you know, speak with you about sex, you know, on your, your the night before your wedding, and <laughs> and, pre- and like, wait and present you with like, you know, your honeymoon oh. nightgown and let you know about oh, your tell husband, them that. let tell you them know that. about your husband, you know, what he's gonna do, how you would dress in your nightgown after the wedding, oh, and man. how he would undress you, and I was like, yeah, and I consummate the but, marriage and consummate the marriage. Who still says that nowadays? Shit been and consummated, B. I literally looked at her and I, I like bust out laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, Ma, what? I said, girl, shade, but no shade, but more shade. You were five months pregnant with me when you got married. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Ooh. So somebody. I had a bomb to drop. I didn't drop that. Drop the bomb sound. I was like, girl, you acting as if this is something foreign. And like, let me guess, she capped the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and that's then, where you learn how to do it. That, Once the <laughs> truth comes out, niggas start capping shit. Right? And so. then it was totally like, you know, well, Kadeen, you know, I would like for you to learn from my mistakes and I would like for you to do better. And every parent wants their child to do more and better than they did. And I was like, well, I'm glad you got pregnant and had that baby because that baby's me. <laughs> you <laughs> got Oh, so I'm a mistake, huh? That's what you're saying? Yeah, you're trying saying? to say I'm a mistake, you know? Um, so that's where the sex topic so that was came it. up for me. So that was it. So your mother never so she explained never prepared to you, me like, for marriage. Being up. a wife, no, this that is would, that so. Never what happened. what did you think? What well, did you know, think? Like, okay, now that I'm a wife, sex, like this is what I should do, or this is what I'm expecting out of my marriage. What did you think? To be completely honest, I did not think it was going to take a turn or that dramatic of a turn because sex was never really an issue for us. You know, being you know young and you know dating mm-hmm. and stuff like that, sex was always great and it was spontaneous and it was frequent. So you never really foresee the decline in sex happening. But, but I thought sex was going to be the same as I was, you know, at eighteen and at, at twenty two and twenty seven. But, but, and this is where men and women always differ. You didn't foresee the decline happening, and sex no. was always fine for you, right? Because our drives have always been different, right? So, although in your mind, in your perspective, sex is fine, in my mind, sex wasn't fine, even before marriage. Remember, we used to talk in in, in college, and I was like, "Can you dress up? Mm-hmm. Can you do something to make it more spicy?" Mm-hmm. And then when we got engaged, it was like, "Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Can we role play?" And the thing that we struggle with the most is. She'll be fine if we don't have sex for three, four, five days a week. And mm-hmm. she's week, fine. Pushing it, but. And she's fine. Okay, a week may be pushing it. But in your mind, you're like, oh, our sex life is fine. I didn't have sex for four or five days. Our sex life is fine. That don't mean that our sex life is fine over here, though. But I know. But for I guess I look at the, the quality of the sex versus the quantity. Like That's why I say I feel like the sex life is great because it's like when we do do it, it's like amazing. 
So I'm I'm more concerned with like the quality of each time versus how frequent it is because then we have those moments where we're having sex frequently, but then you you're, you'll hit me with the oh well you didn't seem like you were too into it right or you know I'm not gonna want to do it if you're not all in and I'm just like well you are Be- fighting you, with me about frequency but can you understand what do you want me to do but can you understand where I'm coming from as a man as as a as a, a man a grown adult man I keep myself in shape I feel like I'm fairly attractive. Right, I feel like you I'm are. attractive to members of the opposite sex. Okay, I can I can find ways to have sex, or I can have sex when I want. I wish you would. Right here, you go. See, I'm I'm speaking in would. hypotheticals. All right, make sure. But we what put I'm that saying is, I can have sex when I'm in the mood to have sex. Mm-hmm. So when I'm horny, I'm in the mood to have sex, and I don't get a chance to have sex. Mm-hmm. That doesn't put me in a good, happy place. But for you, if you're not in the mood to have sex and you don't have sex, you're fine. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is for you. It's not just about quality and quantity. It's just quality because you're not as horny as I am. Mm -hmm. For me, it's about quality and quantity because I need to have sex more often. And then on top of that, if you're trying to keep up with me, those Mm -hmm. days in between when you really don't feel like having sex but we have sex, it really does nothing for me. Because as, as a man, you want the hunt. You want that live action, she wants me, I want her type of sex. She, mm-hmm. You don't want that, let me roll over on my stomach <laughs> and go take it sex. Like, that shit don't do nothing for me. Once right. once it's all over, I'm kind of like, man, why would I just do that? Because exactly. I'm still horny. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I just don't, I don't think men and women will ever, fully ever understand each other with that. Like, it, y'all bodies work differently than ours. Like, we're wired differently. So and That's this, just what it is. I mean, but then we can also talk about the importance of always communicating our needs. Because I think we're very open about that. We're honest. We're very transparent. You let me know what you want. Just because you tell me what you want don't mean you're going to get it all the time, but I'm going to try my best. I get that. I get that. But my thing is, as a man and a husband, I feel like if women were more open and honest with younger women about what it is to be married, we wouldn't have these issues once people get married. And mm-hmm. the same thing for men with their sons. Right. So for, like for me, for example, with, with our boys, people ask me all the time, are you going to push your kids to get married? No. Are you going to talk to your, your boys about getting married? No, I'm not. Because I know firsthand and from speaking to all the married men in my generation and past who only speak after we start talking once you're married, sex in marriage is a problem. And if you're pushing your kids to get married and they're 23, 24, 25, and they're not happy sexually, more than likely that's a recipe for disaster. And those young men are either going to cheat or they're going to get a divorce. And I want my sons to understand wholeheartedly what they're getting into with sex in a marriage before they make that decision. And if I had a daughter, I would tell her the same thing. I would tell her, like, listen, when you get married to somebody, you're asking this one guy for the rest of his life to just have sex with you. And you're asking him with all this testosterone, because if she's anything like you, she's going to date a guy who works out a lot, ambitious, you know what I'm saying, take care of himself. Guys like that have high testosterone. They like to have sex often, correct? Correct. You do. <laughs> so if, if my daughter is going to be anything like you and is going to date guys like that, she's going to have to understand what you're asking from a man is not something that you, you're going to be able to deal with often unless you know what it is to go into that relationship. And it's just crazy to me how there's so many facets, so many things that go into being married to somebody. Mm. Why is it that sex always falls at the top? Like, 
oh, if because sex if is I not have, right, I'm a cheat. Oh, sex is not right, we're gonna have a divorce. Sex, sex. Like, I'm gonna tell you there's why. There's so many different areas surrounding marriage and relationships, and sex always seems to trump everything. Because if I have sex why with someone else, why is that the be else, all or an end all? Because if I have sex with someone else, you're gonna want to leave or Absolutely. kill that person. That so too. that's so that's why it's important. Like sex can't only be important to a woman when they want it to be important. It has to be important to you when it's important for me as well. You can't say to a person, oh, why is sex important? And then say, don't have sex with nobody else because it means that much to me. Think about how that sounds to a man. Well, of course, too. But if it means bringing another person into your relationship, though, Deval, like that's that's not acceptable either. I, I agree. That's not acceptable either. So I that's agree. why, of course, it would matter to somebody else in that circumstance. But I get what you're saying. You feel like if it matters that much to you, then you should make every effort to make sure that I'm happy within the confines of our relationship. Exactly. And my thing is if 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 that woman and I can't just say woman because there are other relationships where sometimes the men I was have gonna lower, say that too. A couple right. questions that we saw in our DM. Right. What do you do when the man's sex drive is lower than the woman? So right. that's a that's a different so, and that's perspective. Why I, and that's why I can't say man and woman, but that's why I say if if you have a lower sex drive than your partner, you you cannot just say, Well, you gotta accept the fact that my sex drive is lower and deal with it. I think at that point, if you know your sex drive is lower but you want monogamy from that person, you have to work to do everything in your power to help that person through your sexual issues and then like vice versa. If you know your sex drive is higher, you should be able to work to help that person so that y'all can meet in the middle. But I think too often the people with the lower sex drive just dismiss it and say, and, and we can say women because major, majority of these issues happen with husband and wives. Women just dismiss it as, well, I'm tired. I got a headache. You have to deal with it. Right. That's not fair to I've leave. Because I've only had several children. Our bodies are different. Like, there's so many factors. And I, th- I don't think it's for yes. lack of just wanting to satisfy your partner or just wanting to have sex. Sometimes your body chemistry just does not call for it. Like, I've had times, especially after having the kids, recuperating from having babies, you know, breastfeeding, a lot of, that, a lot of things. Sometimes you just don't even want to be touched. Like, I get I've that. had moments like that, you know. I get that. Where you've just wondered, like, is it something that I'm doing wrong or am I not doing enough of xyz and i have to clearly communicate with you like babe i i, I just finished like nursing and pumping this baby I get you know what i mean and that's i fair. have to feed this baby and that's very fair you know that's very it, fair it's hard but what about people whose kids are 14 you don't give me that excuse well when, my kids ain't 14 when, so when i can't jackson, speak for them when jackson when jackson <laughs> well what about we had these issues before you got pregnant with Cairo? Right. And Jackson was five. Right. So you weren't breastfeeding, you weren't pumping, you were a stay at home mom. You weren't working 19 hours. Right. It wasn't, you didn't have those excuses. And the reason why I say that is because I think it's unfair for us to put a stigma. And, and this is me speaking from a man's standpoint. This is why I'm, I'm just speaking from a man's standpoint. I think it's unfair when a man doesn't want to settle down because he knows sexually that he wants to continue to explore. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, he's being immature. Right. Or he's what being about, immature. What about a woman who enjoys having, you know, a friend or, you know, a fuck buddy or right. somebody who is just, you know, they have that mutual understanding where this is what it's going to be, you know, or she may have one or two people like that who she's, you know, in those kind of relationships with. Mm-hmm. Now she's a hoe. Well, there's there's always a double standard, but I think that women are, women have grown a lot in owning their own sexuality. Since Absolutely. I've been a child, Absolutely. you know, back in the day, it was just, oh, you, you know, you have fuckboys, you're a hoe. Now people are, people are actually starting to applaud women who own their sexuality. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. I think there's a difference when you talk about 
calling a woman a hoe, you know, that norm, typically in our, when men talked about it, it was, well, she's a hoe because she's just having sex for money. She's just having sex because, with these dots because she's wanting something. A professional woman who has multiple partners because she doesn't want to deal with anybody's bullshit and she make her own money, she live her own life, I don't see her as a hoe. I don't see her no different than I see a dude who does the same thing. And I think right. that's where we've grown as a society. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in a marriage, you don't have those options to just be able to have a fuck buddy. Right. Because people have issues with that. Right. So my thing is if if you're a wife and you don't want your husband to have a, a fuck buddy or if you're a husband and you don't want your wife to have a fuck buddy, we have to continue to work together to help each other sexually. You can't just leave someone to their own devices and say, deal with it. Because mm-hmm. once you do that mm-hmm. and you just say, well, you got to deal with it, that's when it becomes, all right. I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. There's definitely not a a deal with it. I mean, for us, at least. I think that's why you and I, too, having the transparency and being able to talk about it and you letting me know, like, hey, you got to help me out here. You got to do this. Or I'll let you know to Val, you can't come home and just want to smash. I need a little bit of foreplay. You need to get Mm -hmm. this engine started. Like, you need Mm -hmm. to to, to massage me a little bit in certain areas to get it going. I know you don't mind doing it, which is great. That's great. I just wish that people would have... The expectations would have been different if we'd have been educated beforehand. Absolutely. Because even in marriage counseling, like right. they, they don't really talk that much about No, especially sex. if you have like premarital counseling within a church. Right. They, they're they don't not going to speak about it. Speak about it regardless but I feel of like the denomination. this should be spoken about. The expectations would help people deal with that. Right. Or at least know, you know? what they're getting into. Right. Well, after the show, there's the after party. Let's talk about some foreplay. And after the party, there's... Okay. <laughs> um, so again... It's different for men and women. Like I just said just now, sometimes you got to massage me. You got to get the engine running. And I think for me too, sometimes the lack of sex drive that I have in that moment, it can change if you just took the time to... But then you also said that sometimes it. you don't want to be touched. So you can't just say, I got to take the time. But then sometimes when I get to your nips, you'd be like, I don't feel like nobody touching my nipples. Well, that was that, that was in the context of just having a baby. Because I mean, when you have somebody in your body... For nine to ten months, and then the baby comes Kay, out. This was and then three weeks ago. To your body. This was three weeks ago. You haven't breastfed for over a year. Like yeah. you got to be honest. Sometimes you got to be dead ass. You got to be dead ass. They be sensitive a little bit sometimes. Yeah, but it, that's but what I'm saying. Depends. Like you can't. Like as a man, like no, like listen, yo, yo, this is dead ass truth, yo. As a man, we don't want to hear that shit, man. Like, so foreplay can't be a discussion about foreplay. Foreplay right. just has to happen organically. It, it can't be a discussion about foreplay. Like, you can't tell me I need foreplay and then when I go to do foreplay, you're like, but not there today because I'm not in the mood to. It's like, bro, bro, like, yo, like you, you, you're turning this into Twister. Not R, not red, red six. No, not red six, green five. It's like, what the fuck? You know, like I know, but foreplay doesn't have to necessarily mean you touching me. It can be like getting dressed what? up, getting dressed what? up, going out for a nice night, being romantic and close. You know, so you don't me want me to touch. You don't shit. want me to touch you for foreplay. Wow, I'm saying we can get to that wow. part, but I'm just saying sometimes you want to. There has to be an experience around it, and it doesn't have to be every single time. But you know what I mean. Like on certain occasions, it would be nice to have something unfolded. Like we go out for dinner, we have a couple drinks that loosens me up a bit. So then we get home. Glad you brought you that can up. Do a little massage. Thought you brought that up. Oh God, what? Because we what go you out say now to eat, get something to drink. Oh God, and I know people you fall asleep in the cab. <laughs> Okay, like these, these gentlemen, this and I, I hope the I've gentlemen listen. Out my this is what married sex is like. Your wife is gonna give you a shit things of, to do, right? And you're gonna try to do these things. And every time you do it, and when you don't have sex, you're gonna be. Pissed. 
pissed. No. And then she's going to give you another list of things to do. What happened? And you're going to be pissed. Devout. And what's going to happen and what's going to happen is you're going to end up just rolling her booty over and just taking it whenever she says you can take it <laughs> because you're tired of doing a shit ton of things and you're tired of having these discussions. Married sex. Deval, stop. I'm okay? lying. First I'm, of all. I'm, yo, I'm lying. First of all. I'm lying. You're mad annoyed because you just made me lose my train of thought. I had a very good point and you just made me lose my train of thought with your whole spiel you just son, did just now. Son. The thing is, I know my limits. For example, when I go out and we have a couple drinks, two, two and a half-ish and I'm good to go. This dude want to be like, here, babe, take a shot with me. Here, take one more drink. Because you like when I'm a little like, you know. Yeah, and then, you, 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 you're a lot more a freaky. Ver- you're a, a lot more freaky when you saucy. Yeah, my freak odometer goes up. However, yes. there's a very small like part. There's a short time frame between like when I drink the last drink to when it kicks in. That yo, it can either be a yo, good time or yo, I'm going to sleep. Do y'all hear what I got to juggle with to have good married sex? <laughs> so what I got to do is I got to buy my wife a dress, right? <laughs> I got to take her out to dinner. I got to uh-huh. make sure she has between two and three drinks, about 16 and a half ounces. Yeah, then I got to make like sure the ride home is less than 13 minutes. Because if we get to 14 minutes, she's going to be asleep. <laughs> so I got to do all this. Then when I get in the house, I got to hope her nipples work today. Because she <laughs> want me to do foreplay. But if I touch her nipples the wrong way, niggas it's a ain't problem. having sex. It's this a problem. Is the, in all honesty, this is what it's like for me. This is what we talk about, to, y'all. To, have, to try to have yep. sex with my wife. Yep. And what women don't understand understand is is like y'all making me jump through all these hoops to have sex with my wife where i could just meet a chick in the club or the bar and have that that animalistic type of sex and that is what men want they want that your foreplay is different from our foreplay our foreplay is just like random spontaneous she's all over me i'm all over her she might have scratched me and i'm like oh shit that hurt but she scratched me and then you have sex and that's what it is you be talking to your single friends a little bit too much I do. I got to. Because if I don't talk to my single friends, what else am I going to do? Look at you. Living vicariously through their stories. Shout out to Bilal. <laughs> Bilal, thank you for keeping my imagination See, high. you calling out names. If I don't have you, His I'll be drinking government. every day. Oh, damn. We need to bring Bilal in for a story time. Tell us how it really went down we do. We with do. this single life. You do. Single life is single life is great. And, and not for nothing, I'm not just... Single life I'm not, is great? Single life is great. But then I'm we not, have single friends who are just like, man, I wish I had what y'all had. Because married life is great. I'm not going to say I make it seem like married life is All not right, great. just be fair Listen, to both. I'm being fair. You know what the best part about married sex is, right? You and I have been monogamous for a while. I get to be as nasty as I want to be with you and not have to worry about anything. True. Hey, I'm shooting the club up. You get pregnant? Oh, well. Just add one more to the party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's, no, guys, that I, freedom I am, helps. I am protecting myself, just so you know, because I don't trust you no more. Um, one pump up. too many, and now it's we have three up. children. Because DeVal, I could not rely on DeVal. Like I said before, you had one job, and uh, DeVal failed at that job. <laughs> That was not. That was your. Job. That was the doctor. First of all, listen. When the doctor pull tells out you, game was it wasn't just crappy. a pullout game. When the doctor says you don't got to worry about getting pregnant because she's breastfeeding. So typically, women don't ovulate when they breastfeed. Did the doctor not say that? Do we ever do anything typical though, Deval? We, no, but did the doctor? Is, you got to listen. Orthodox. You have to listen to your physician. Yeah. All right? You got to listen. They don't all be knowing. I listened. I listened. Well, well, you know what? Thank God you did that because now we have Kaz. Exactly. My baby. Exactly. I love Kaz. Kaz Shout out to Kaz. Shout out to Kaz. He's the baby of the family and he will remain the baby of the family. But um, and don't yes. try to get me pregnant, and I'll pull up this footage. Like, remember when you said Cass I'm was not the baby of the family? I'm not trying to get you pregnant nope. until we square away the sex Absolutely. situation. Absolutely. You know what's funny? I didn't even mention resetting my freak clock. 
That's yes. something that we had spoke about in a video that you did on Instagram. So let me show you how this works for me, right? Yeah. I have to reset my wife's freak level. There you go. Right? By yeah. withholding the D. Right. Right? But that doesn't help me because I still be still horny. still be mad. I be mad and I be <laughs> horny. But I know that if I reset it, if I just let like a week go by, she really can't take a whole week without having none. So when the week goes by and she starts to come on to me, right? She's like, hey, babe, you know what I do? I be like... Yeah, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> then she'd be mad. Right. And I'd just be like, yeah, she'd be And that's to when be I ready. gotta like fight him for it. That's and then it'd be cute. We'd be all be... in the moment. And See, stuff. but that's how yeah. it was when we were in college. Right. And, and, it not was, for and it was more frequent. But like I said, the quality, the quality at that point. But nobody wanna amazing. do all that. Like, so that means I gotta have sex once every nine days? It's not nine. That's, it's that's not like, gonna happen. It's more like five, six ish. Yo, let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you something. When mm-hmm. you get married, there are a lot of outside factors that affect your intimacy. One of the things that I've learned with me and my wife is that when I travel and I don't see her for a couple of days or she travels and she don't see me for a couple of days, mm-hmm. that sex when you first see each other is that great. That is true. And when you're not married and you're dating, that's what happens a lot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you you or like to, having a long distance relationship. And that's true. And right. we actually had a serious discussion about our sex life recently. And we said that maybe we are around each other too much because that yes. happens with us working together a lot. Yes. I mean, we're doing a podcast together. We do videos together. We're yes. working on getting our shows together. Like, So doing everything together all the time. We're Definitely. always in each other's face. There's no time to really miss each other. Right. You know, so right. I was traveling to Memphis the other day and I was like, yo, that's like two, three days. I'm not going to see him. Right. You know, with the kids mixed in there as well. So I was like, all right. And, and so, what, so didn't we get it popping though when I saw you? We did. We did get a pop in. It yes. was great. It was All great. Right. But then the next day I wanted to get a pop in and she was like, No, oh. thanks. I was like, didn't we just do this yesterday? See, and that's but that's and, and this is and this is just me being open about men. When men are juggling different women, that's part of the the joy of juggling different women. Is that I already know, okay, I have my my girl that I see on Mondays. I don't got to be on her back about having sex again on Tuesday or Wednesday because I have another woman that I'm going to either fly in or I'm going to go see. Wow. So you get a chance to juggle and then enjoy. And then when they see you, it's that same type of feeling. When you go down to being sex, having sex with one person, you don't get an opportunity on Tuesday and nice Wednesday to have sex. Monday girl. Must be nice. Monday girl. Listen. Well, how you know Monday girl ain't getting something on Thursday from somebody else? That's be, the risk that because you when, take. Because when you're not in a relationship with that person, you're not worried about it. Right. You just and worry that's about other stuff. And that's what I'm saying. There's, right. a, there's a balance and Give there's and a take trade-off. With everything. But what I'm saying is if you protect yourself and you live that type of life, that's what the 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 struggle is for guys who go from that type of lifestyle to married sex. Mm-hmm. Because once you have sex with your wife on that Monday, you're not going to get that same type of sex Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So right. it's kind of like, wow, no one explained to me that this is what it's like. Right. And vice versa you know for a woman yeah. who, who wants more from her man and she's not getting right. it. You know, right. let's just be very clear that this is not just always a man woman thing and a man wants it all the time and the woman doesn't. But don't There's don't give me the exception and make that the, the rule. One. You can't give me the exception. It's not most of the time, the exception. It's, we don't necessarily it is the know exception. how many. I got a couple women in my DMs that majority said they had the issue of with that. majority of marital issues that we spoke to all of our friends, it's always the men who want to have sex and the women. That's don't. true. That's so true. So you can't give me the exception and tell me that's a rule. Like I'm not gonna do that. I'm just we gotta saying, be honest. Yeah, I'm just saying for the for the person who feels like they don't get enough. You know what I mean? Well, they can apply. They can apply it to their life. Yeah. Well, maybe in the next life you can juggle some women, but not in this one. You see what I'm saying, guys? Just so y'all not know. only not Just only so do I got to jump through all these hoops to do foreplay, <laughs> I can't even have hypotheticals. No. Nope. I can't even think about it. No. Nope. Sure can't. 
Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah. Oh, so the after party was popping. Yeah. So let's talk about the hotel. Keeping it spicy in the bedroom, making your partner feel sexy. Keeping well, it spicy. I touched on that, you know. That touched on that. You What's know, that? That's the. Um, I want you to touch on four- this. Well, go ahead. <laughs> that's the that's the foreplay part of it, which is so funny. I wish y'all could see the shirt that Deval has on today here in studio. Yes. Every inch counts. I wore this on purpose. Don't it? I wore this on purpose. Did you purposely do that? Yes. Oh my goodness! I yes. know you would. Yes. Right. Well, every inch does count. I will yes. say. I will say. Yes. Every centimeter. <laughs> every centimeter. <laughs> does it really? Yeah. Absolutely. Do women? Do women? Because I and you oh, gotta, we, we have you those discussions. Speak on we talk about the sizes. You know, when the guys wear the gray sweatpants, and you see the dick print, and like right. that's a thing. That's it's a like thing. a sport. Like we watch for things like that. So here's you know my thing, I mean? though. Why? Why is it a sport? And why do women like look at all that if they don't like to have sex that much? I mean, I'm not just talking about married women. It's just in general. I have my my you know I have my group chats with my girls. Some yeah. are single, some aren't, some are you know, in between. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah, and that's just a, a thing that we talk about in general as a woman. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's like bird watching. It's like bird watching. It's like bird watching. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It is. You know, but you just so y'all see, so y'all see what they work like, with. Yeah. Okay. So you know what's funny is you that, know I mean so y'all about, objectify men the same way we objectify women. Yes, we definitely do. Y'all we just have, have a moments. problem with us objectifying y'all. I don't have a problem with anything actually because I see your group chats. I see how y'all get down. And I'm I know like, you oh, see my group chat. I don't care. I didn't send oh, you pictures shoot, of chicks. Oh, ass fat. Yeah. Yes, I send you pictures. I can of appreciate chicks. a beautiful woman. I can exactly. Right. So, but the same way your group chats are lit with like women in these bodies and stuff, we look for dick prints. Okay. Yeah. It's about to be gray sweatpants season too. Actually, that can go year round. Like as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> not in the summertime. As far as I'm concerned, y'all can wear y'all gray sweatpants all the time because that, this and this and, and married, that's a way of kind of men. foreseeing what you're getting before you actually like test drive it. It's like going to the showroom. You can see what's out there, and then you can decide if you want to pursue just the so car. It's so funny. I'm being, and, I'm and being, test drive it. I'm gonna be know? a thousand percent honest. At least that's what my single friends say. I'm gonna be so honest. It's so hard for me to hear you get so excited talking about dick prints, and then when it's time to have sex, not be in the mood for sex. That should be annoying because, to married men. Because the that dick print is visual. Annoying. I'm just looking at it. Like I'm I just said saying, before, just, sometimes I don't want to be penetrated. But I I'm just saying, look at it. it's just so hard for married men to he, to deal with that. Like to hear it's like women will be in, you'll be in the living room and a, a guy will come on the screen and women be like yes yes and I'm like yes alright let's fuck and he's like I'm not in the mood. <laughs> It's like, fuck, you saying yes for then. No, it's no. Because no. we could see it. Well, you know, I, I can appreciate a beautiful man, a beautiful woman, you know, beautiful dick print. I can appreciate all that. It doesn't mean that I want to act on it in that moment in time. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. So that's, <laughs> but you, you, I mean, the thing is, you do, you make me feel sexy. You do, which is great. But just make me feel sexy and then keep it pushing. Son, that's, yo, I hope y'all <laughs> listening to this. I hope, I hope y'all are listening to this. Keep because people ask all the time, like, Y'all make everything look so perfect and, you know, like, y'all just seem like everything don't be perfect, yo. No, everything don't sure be ain't. Per- perfect at I mean, all. I'll never profess for anything to be perfect over here because we're not. Um, like I, I asked, said before, I, we're Here's, to here's another out. funny story. Well, it's not really a story, but I asked for Kadeen to dress up all the time. And she gives me 8,000 excuses as to why she can't dress up. I know. And then, now, now, here's the funny part, guys. Cause, and, and I'm going to talk from a man's perspective, right? She was just like, you know, let's talk. Let's have an open discussion. Let's communicate. So you communicate the things you want. And your wife is not going to give you the things that you want. She's not. What is a man supposed to do then? So in this particular 
discussion that we've had about the dressing up thing, it's been a re- recurring problem for us. So it's at the point now where I feel like if I do dress up, all DeVal thinks about is the only reason why she's dressing up is because I said she should dress up. And then it loses its authenticity and the organic spontaneity of the moment. And you feel like the only reason why she's dressing up is because I said X, Y, Z about it. True or false? Because I've asked you to do it for years and you didn't do it for years. I know. Oh, I know. So but don't blame do me for how I it, respond to it when you took so long to do it and you didn't do it. Well, we got to find another way. My point is this, right? Women's sex drives are lower than men. And since it's lower, my wife gives me a bunch of excuses as to why she can't do certain things. I continue to ask and she gives me excuses, excuses, excuses. What you as a woman tell me what a man is supposed to do. What, what, would, a, what would you do if the shoe was on the other foot? Get you a side chick. <laughs> look, 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 look. You see? You see? You see the what she said? The lies I tell. You see what she the said? The lies I tell. You heard what she said, right? <laughs> okay, guys. So we're going to take a quick break and get into some ads, but we'll be right back with these listener letters. This for the record. There it is. A win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All-American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. All right, so you know we love to hear from you all out there in yes. our listener letters segment. So, yes. Deval, you want to go ahead and read that? What would you tell your sons? Mommy, I really, really like her. You know, we've been married for a long time, but I'm just not happy with this aspect of our relationship because she doesn't try for me. I would always be rooting for their success as a married couple because mm-hmm. I feel like they would have the example in us. So I would also talk to him about, you know, the open communication, the dialogue and stuff. Sometimes people don't feel comfortable even divulging that, that to each other as a married couple. So the communication factor is a big thing. And now you would want her to have to try for you the same way he should try for her. Yes. I get it. But also, too, don't put things in a box of how things should be necessarily in your mind. Be receptive to what your partner is doing. It may not be the exact thing that you you want but the effort is usually what counts right the effort is what counts the effort is what counts so it may yes. not be exactly you know yes. cookie cutter you know you wanted me to dress up as a cheerleader and swing from the chandelier that's what I want she might swing from the ceiling fan but it doesn't mean that it's what not if the shorty she... ain't swinging at all though <laughs> what if she still got sweatpants on and the wig right? that she had on with the hat from earlier but you like that though I thought you thought it was cute you like no, me I wanted, the, I wanted the cheerleader all I wanted right. the cheerleader it's just you know what's funny Fine. you know what it comes back to though realistically it really does come back to expectations. Mm-hmm. It really does because if you were if if you were told early on and I was told early on what right. this was like, right. we would be able to prepare going into the relationship and make a decision prior to thinking mm-hmm. that it was another way. Right. Because I honestly and this is not fair to you and it's not fair to women, as a man you don't know about women's sex drives. You don't know about all of that. Right. You meet a woman, y'all just met 
y'all having sex all the time, two, three times a day because y'all just met. And then you thinking, shit, when we get married, this is going to be my life for Absolutely. the rest of my I life. Absolutely. I never foresaw huh? that, that we would eventually have problems with sex. Like, I right. said that all the time. I was like, I can't believe of everything that we argue and debate about, mm-hmm. sex is always at the top of the list. Right. Like, why? We have so many other things going on, so much going for ourselves individually and collectively as a family. Why are we always talking about sex? Right. And well, it always tends to happen that way, so. One thing I do, one thing I, I do do, not do do, one thing I do do <laughs> is... um. When it comes to K, I try, especially with keeping keeping the spice, I try to empower your sexy by letting you know that I'm always attracted to you. You do. You know, like sometimes, you know what I do, gentlemen, is my wife walk by, and I, y'all probably see it all the time. I'm always touching her butt. I'm always smacking her butt. I'm always telling her to drop it. Because I think it's important for a woman to know that she's sexy to have her do those things mm-hmm. that you want her to do. That's you know true. what I'm saying? You That's can't, half the battle because it's easy right. to feel not sexy after having kids. Exactly. Trying to get back yourself, you know. And you can't just be easy. on her. The only reason why we're talking about it so much now is because it's the podcast. Right. But you can't be on her so much about what you're not getting mm-hmm. and not empowering her sexy. Absolutely. So I spend a lot more time talking about how beautiful she is and, and how much I'm still into her just so that she can feel that sexiness in herself. I can definitely appreciate so that. that. When, you know, I, and I, I do. think that is important. And then I feel bad sometimes because I'm like, I know my husband just really wants to be with me in this moment. I do. I'm just like, damn, how do I find a way to like meet him there? And and I'll be honest, I'll be honest, is as much as women look at Dick Prince, me and my friends, we do put a lot, there's a lot of IG models in our group chat. But my married friends, all of us, love having sex with our wives. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we we look at women and it's funny. We we talk about different body parts. We, you know, some of it is jokes and stuff like that. And we do have some single friends in the group chat. Right. But for the most part, all of my married friends love having sex with their wives. Like, I love having sex with my wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can look at beautiful women all day and go home and feel not not content. I feel great mm-hmm. when I have sex with my wife. And I think that's important about married sex. You know, you have to be married to someone who, when you lay down with them to, to do that do, you feel like, damn, right. I'm, I'm doing it with someone who... Right. Who's makes, someone who, who I wanted to be with since yes, the beginning. From yes. the beginning. And that's important. Right. Absolutely. And I, on the other side of things, I speak to a lot of women who are married as well, you know, Mm -hmm. friends and stuff that feel badly that they can't match their husband's sex drive. And it's a con, it's like a, well, what do you do? Well, talk about that. What do do do? y'all talk about as married women? No, as married women, it's just like, damn, he want to have sex again. Like just recently we were visiting with some friends down in DC and, you know, one of my friends down there was just like, girl, like I'd be trying to keep up with him. I feel bad, but I'd be tired. Like Mm. we understand too, as women, the struggle with trying to, you know, juggle Getting the drive back, if any, after the baby, mm-hmm. dealing with sometimes can't not even being able to hold your bladder like that's just not sexy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. little things that the body is doing now that it didn't do before, and naturally we're all getting older in it. But I think we all do feel a sense of guilt that we can't keep up with our husband. And then I do have one friend who feels like she's not getting it enough from her husband. Mm-hmm. So when you talked about it being right. an anomaly, it's not necessarily an anomaly because there are legitimately women out no, it's there. It's still an anomaly who, though. I guess so. It is. It's, it's a small so. percentage. Like, it's not... Right. Well, I guess because I know somebody firsthand that has that issue, too. So, she's trying to find ways to entice her husband. And I had to say to her, too, honestly, like, girl, when's the last time you got yourself together? You know, Do women after honestly children, have those conversations? Like, honestly, do, do, I mean, do your my, group of women, from, uh, married friends, mm-hmm. sit down and say, yo, girl, when's the last time you... Because we do that as, as husbands. Mm-hmm. Like, we sit in our group chat and we'll complain about our wives. Uh-huh. And we'll, like, we'll hold each other to the fire. 
Okay. And like even like like Bilal, I shout out Bilal. Bilal will say, <laughs> you know, Bilal is my dog. He'll say to me like, "Yo, but when's the last time you took Kay on a vacation? Like, when's the last time that you've done X, Y, Z?" I know, I, I knew I loved you, brother. No, I because knew I loved you, brother. It's, it's honest. When you, <laughs> no, it's true. When you get lost in your marriage and everything is going on, you sometimes as a man forget to do those things right. that you were doing when you were courting your wife. True. You know what I'm saying? So True. we hold each other accountable. No, and I feel the same way about our, so y'all our do that? women. We do definitely it? do. We definitely do. And I say to my female friend whose husband seems to not have a drive like that, you know, what are you doing to entice that? You know what I mean? Because I know mm-hmm. she too had had some children as well. And, you know, sometimes when I even see her just in passing, I'm like, girl, you got to take some time and self-care, you know, get mm-hmm. back to feeling like yourself again, because that too can probably affect the way he looks at you. And I don't think it's a thing being shallow where your husband is just like, girl, you know, no, yeah, you have I to think. get yourself together. But my mom, even my mom, as you know, stush as she Please is. Please don't tell me nothing about your mom having sex. No, Please, no, no I, I can't do it. No. That's I it but no, even my mom has said to me, you know, Kadeen, make sure you get yourself together after these kids and be the woman that so your husband Mimi. fell in love so I'm with. I'm talking about Mimi. And I was like, that was probably the realest thing my mother ever said to me and she said it to me out of just sheer wanting to see my marriage succeed and that right. for whatever reason she felt the need to say that to me and, and, and I don't think it was shallow but I think it was like her saying you know real Kadeen like make sure you keep yourself together for yourself and for your husband and that goes both ways because I don't think we talk about this enough as men we got to do a better job of keeping ourselves in shape not only just to be healthy and be there for our families but yo you want your wife to drop it like it's hot Nigga, go to the gym. Like, like we, yo, we be clowning on some of my married friends. Right. You know, he, dudes being there complaining. <sighs> my wife, <sighs> she'll be able to have those sex. It's like, dude, you gained 60 pounds from college. <laughs> you was a savage, ripped athlete in right. college. And right. now you don't work out no more. Right. Like, that's not fair to her. Right. That's not fair to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, and, and we hold each other accountable. We, we got our, our running chat where we was like, how many miles did you put in? How much did you lift? Right. Because for us, it's also competition. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you and your group of friends, y'all, y'all dated men who were collegiate athletes or professional athletes. For the most part, yeah. And majority of us are super duper competitive. Mm-hmm. So when we look at the young boys who are out here on Instagram with no shirts on and stuff like that, we like, yo, that's what our wives are looking at, bro. Right. You you want to, you know, you want to keep your wife enticed. That's what she's looking at, bro. Go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't just drop out here, you know what I'm saying? Your hair already falling out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hairline receding. The, the hairline receding. <laughs> we, we got to control the things we can control. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're not going to put some color in that and you're not going to work out, your wife ain't going to want to do it like she used to do it when we was in, in C-Square. Facts. So that's, that's a fair, that's fair for women, you know mm-hmm. I'm saying that that's fair because men have to do a better job and also just being healthy because we got to be absolutely around. yeah we're gonna have to definitely talk about like health and fitness too at some point okay well let's see we have a couple of listener letters here i think some of the stuff we touched on a bit um enough about wives not wanting to give it out what about husbands with lower sex drives so we touched on that well i, I did we did touch on that and i think a lot of that too is is working out in performance there are certain exercises you can do to boost your testosterone to make sure you still have that oomph mm-hmm. if you do deadlifts if you do squats, if you sprint, when you break down those large muscle groups, your body has to get a jolt of testosterone to rebuild oh. the, the protein and the, rebuild the muscle groups. So what, it, what it's ultimately doing is it's constantly pushing testosterone through your body to help you regenerate. So getting a lot of sleep 
and doing certain workouts and exercise can help you boost your testosterone. A lot of guys ask me, oh, Deval, how do you, you stay in such good shape? You, you, know, you probably work out four or five hours a day. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I probably get about an hour to an hour and a half, maybe three to four days a week. But when I work out, it's high intensity, heavy lifts, and I do a lot of sprinting, a lot less jogging. But that can help the men who feel like their sex drives are lowering. Mm -hmm. Continue to work out like you're a pro athlete or find a way to work out like you're a pro athlete. That'll help you out. And you got to get sleep. And I'm going to need you to stop then. What? No, I'm gonna no, need you to stop deadlifting. I can't stop, baby. Or lower the the, the sets that you do, or the I amount, can't like, stop. You're not gonna. You're not gonna love me. You're not gonna love me no more. You you be. I need you to love me. I need you to love me. How do you keep the spark in your relationship going? Seems like you have it all figured out, girl. We don't. <laughs> you just you, you just, just found out. We don't question. got shit figured we out. We don't got shit together. We don't got nothing figured out. We are trying to. But. Okay. But. But. But we are together we are. and we are happy. We are. So we can't say that we don't have it figured out. We right. are happy. Right. We struggle yeah. with certain things and sex them, but we are happy. There's one way I know to keep things in uh to pretty much to keep the spark is that I constantly touch on my wife. It don't matter where we are, yeah, in between meetings, she's gonna know that I'm here. Right. And she's gonna know that I'm I'm feeling her. Absolutely. She's like I'm I'm always letting her know and it's, it may be a soft kiss, it may be a whisper in the ear, yeah. touch so of the booty. That was a very affectionate individual. Yes. Um I, I'm not as affectionate. I don't I think too, because that stems from just like my childhood and growing up and just not being that affectionate in general with um the way my family interacts. Not that we don't show love, but we right. show love differently. Differently, right. Um but yeah, I, I mean, the spark for me is engaging Deval in those moments and mm -hmm. really stopping and trying to take the time to enjoy those couple of seconds that we have because life is so hectic, you know, so little makeout sessions here and there, yeah. you know, or trying to get in the shower with him every now and again and turn yeah. the water up so it's extra hot. I hate that, man. You, be, you make me feel like a lobster. <laughs> You trying to boil the dirt off me, man? We did man. a video that, about that too, but um, just just trying to like embrace those small moments sometimes just helps to get us through the day. That and also, um, I I do make it a a point to know what my wife likes and make sure that I do the things that she likes, especially when it comes to clothes and what I wear. Mm -hmm. I know that she. She's attracted to a certain style. I know that she likes beards. So if I'm not recording or if I'm not <laughs> oh, yeah, filming, I if I don't have beard. a commercial, mm -hmm. I'm just going to grow my beard out mm -hmm. just because I know that she likes beards. And it's vice versa. We'll be going out and she's like, what you want to see me in tonight? Right, exactly. And, I, yeah, and I'm like, you know, my favorite color is red. She right. got red on now. Exactly. She'll put on a sweater dress. and Like we're going out tonight for an event and I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to get a red dress because like, right. I know he'd like to see me in a nice fitted red dress. So just taking into account those little things that you know your partner would like. Yeah. I, and I mean, I could get better with that too. But And, and we both can. You know, yeah. we're just we just try to be cognizant of the fact that you have a life partner that you have to spend the rest of your life with. It's important that when you're making decisions, somewhere, and I'm not even going to say in the back of your mind, in the front, the forefront of your thoughts should be, how is this going to affect my partner? Mm -hmm. And for someone like me, whose sex is extremely important to me, I'm always trying to make sure that I'm doing things to help her kind of boost her sex drive or kind of get her in the mood. Mm -hmm. So whether it's, you know, you know, keeping my beard. Or wearing the type of shirt she like. Or, for example, she likes when I wear blazers and I go out. I don't always like wearing blazers. But I'm going to put on a blazer and a beard. Dude, fights me about that so all the time. I love I him do. in a nice little suit and stuff like that. And he just is like, nah, so, I'm going to wear some ripped jeans and a t-shirt. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess. And I got to take into account that maybe <laughs> if I put this blazer on, she might drop you know, it like it's hot. So I might. I might I got just a blazer have for this event two tonight. and a third drinks and just be right. That we could walk home from wherever we're at. Exactly. We're only going to go about gonna walk. about 13 minutes away from where we're staying tonight. This is where we can get home in time. 13. You know? And if it's 12, that's even better. <laughs> and our last listener question. 
Do you feel your relationship changes once you get married if you've already lived together? I really think it depends on how long yeah. you've lived together. I mean, I am an advocate. I know people feel their way about it, like not shacking up. That was an issue for both of our parents mm-hmm. before we got married, the whole living together situation. I'm an advocate for living with someone before you get married. Yes. Just to see what it's like. Because I actually have one of my sister's friends who's younger. She's 25 now, who I just saw recently. And she was just like, girl, we were doing great long distance wise. And now we're together in the same state living together. And it's not going to work. I'm about to find me another apartment just so at least I have my space. So how would she have known that unless she was together with him living? And then when you get married, too, you throw a whole bunch of other responsibilities into it, like bills and how we're going to divide certain responsibilities along the household. So I'm going to say I'm an advocate for that. And it does change. Now that you think of now that I think about it, what what you said, I'm going to go hell yes. Mm-hmm. Not just, man, I'm going to say hell yes. You want to know why? Hell yes to her, her question? No, hell yes to do things change when you get married. Oh, okay. On both sides. Because right. men and women, once you hear that title, wife or husband, there comes a certain level of obligation that people automatically put with it. Mm-hmm. You know, are oh, you going to do that? You're going to do that? Well, I can't do that now? No, you're my wife. Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm your husband. Mm-hmm. Or You know what I'm saying? Or no, you're my husband. Mm-hmm. People do that all the time because there's a certain level of respect that needs to be garnered once you do get married, mm-hmm. that if you're just living together, there might be a little bit more leeway. Leeway with You know it. what I'm saying? So, for right. example, you could be living together with right. someone and, you know, we're, we're just trying to figure out and see if it works. But like you said, we're living together. We're having a bad moment. I'm going to go stay with a friend of mine mm-hmm. while we live together. Right. Ain't no doing that There's when no you're doing that when nope. you're married. Like, like nope. I mean, you can do that. Right. But still, it's like you're going to stay with your friend, but you're my wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You, you better bring your ass home. I mean, yeah, you know there's saying? more If you're at my stake. husband, you need to bring your ass home. Yeah, there's more at stake, definitely, in that So I think it does it does change mm-hmm. because of that and also because of the financial responsibilities and yeah. the Just fact that general, you've put together that a contract. Marriage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I would go, hell yeah. When you get married... Regardless of living, living situations, yep. it definitely does change. Sure do. You just got to make sure you decide if it's going to change for the better yes. or for the worse. And let's hope it's for the better because we want everybody to be happy. Yes. You know? We love hearing from you guys. So if you ever have a question about love, sex, relationships, health, finances, or anything else you've been itching to ask us about, hit us up at deadassadvice at gmail.com and your question with our answer could be read on the show. So let's just cap this all off with the moment of truth. Um, I think my moment of truth right here when it comes to married sex is to really try for your partner. Whatever that looks like to you within your relationship, whether it's the man who has the lower drive, the woman has the lower drive, vice versa, make sure you are at least trying. And trying not in the sense of what you think the partner wants, but having a discussion about it and saying, baby, I need more of this or I need less of this. And that's something I need to even teach myself. And this moment of truth is kind of like reiterating that for me, um, because a lot of times, too, we get caught up in what it is that we want in that moment. And I think we need to just not be as selfish and we need to make sure that we're taking into account exactly what it is our partner needs and trying to meet halfway. I mean, compromise sounds cliche and it sounds corny, but that's ultimately what it is. And I think your partner will appreciate the effort more than the execution, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. It makes sense. And my moment of truth is is this. I wish that more men would speak to the next generation or younger generation about the truth of marriage and sex. Mm-hmm. I wish my family and my, my elders and my family would have spoken to me about it just so that I could have been more prepared. I also wish that your family and your elders, from the women, 
would have prepared you so you could be more prepared so that we could make an educated decision on what we wanted to do and how to move forward before we had to go through the bumpy trials and tribulations of marriage right. sex without knowing, you know, without knowing. So my moment of truth is just I I, I wish that I would have known more. And my second moment, because there's two moments, my second moment of truth is when you make a decision to be married, understand that sex is going to change throughout time, but you make a decision to stay married for all of the other reasons that you're married. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's just the truth. That's sex the truth. Sex should not trump every sex decision. Sex is not going to trump every decision. It's very important. It's important to me. But I don't. I made a decision to be married for so many other reasons, and I'm going to work to continue to make my sex life as great as I can within the confines of what my marriage is. is right. And that doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. That doesn't mean everything's going to be great. When you see the videos and you watch us and we're being sexy and stuff like that, I don't want anyone to feel like, wow, they do that all the time. We have our issues with sex. Right. We're constantly working through it. Right. And I love being married. I love my wife, and I just feel like we're going to get this done one way or the other. Absolutely. Get what done? Marriage or sex? Both. <laughs> we're going to get both done. Dead ass. Dead ass. Be sure to follow us on social media. I am DeVal. And that's Kadeen I am for me. K-H-A-D-E-E-N-I-A-M. Not Kadenium, but I mean, hey, I'll take it either way. <laughs> and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and, and subscribe. subscribe. And spread the love. It's the Brooklyn way. Baby, baby! Dead Ass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square, Stephanie Kariuki, and Denora Pena. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon, and we'd like to give a special thanks to our recording engineer, Jared O'Connell, our sound designer, Brendan Burns, and studio manager, Ashley Warren. back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to the Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please. <laughs>